so what's up, Cartel? Uh, it's been about like a week, uh, maybe like a week and a little bit uh, since my one year anniversary with uh, Grand America show. But anyway, um, tonight I got uh, my good friend uh, Colin from um, north of Toronto smoke shop. He runs a smoke shop and he sells a lot of bongs and glass bongs and shit and what have you. And he's a good friend of mine before uh, I started the show, you know, and he's been following me ever since. And I, I told him, I said, dude, I think it's about time that you fucking get on the show because we connected on so many different levels. So, yeah, like I just got him on and we had a fucking blast and uh, we went all over the map and you know like we're pretty he's like three years older than me or three four years older than me and you know we just hit it on so many different levels and it was just a fucking absolute blast guys so I hope you really enjoyed this episode with Colin and uh, I hope you head over to his shop uh, north of Toronto you know uh, links are in the show notes so uh don't be shy, you know, click those show notes, uh, get his merchandise in your life because it might change how you think about smoking weed and shit, right? So whatever, dude, like I'm all about just like promoting people's products, like especially my guests, right? So, um, it is what it is. Uh, you know what you got to do? You got to smoke a dube, drink a beer, relax and enjoy the motherfucking show. But uh, head on over to that website and uh, kick it into high gear. Kick it into high gear, folks. You know, and we kicked it into high gear tonight, and it was a blast. And I hope you really enjoy the show. Thank you so much for keeping on, keeping on, soldier on. You know what you got to do. Thank you so much. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Pill Cartel. Um, I have Mr. Colin in the house today, and he is the owner of North of Toronto Smoke Shop. Uh, Colin, how the fuck you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing great today, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. A little tired. Uh, I had like lack of sleep last night, but that'll be fixed tonight because I'm gonna get uh, a few beers in me, so that'll help me sleep. <laughs> Well, I should have gave you a hit of some sativa there to wake you up for this part. Uh, yeah, that, well, I also have uh, THC oil in my bloodstream, so that's about to kick in. Oh, good for you. I get the raindrops. <laughs> I actually held off a bit. Hold <laughs> <laughs> <all> back, man. <laughs> Bring it in. Bring it on. Oh, so that was tell, last night. <laughs> tell the uh, tell the cartel what you do and uh, how you got into it and what the fuck, whatever, dude. We'll just get into it. I got into I got into the smoke shop. Actually, I got into it because I got Graves' disease, thyroid eye disease. I went through a lot of uh, radiation therapy to get rid of my thyroid. And speaking with my doctor, I hadn't actually smoked marijuana since. Not really the high school days, maybe once or twice thereafter. But, uh, yeah, as soon as I discovered cannabis and what it was doing for the muscles in my eyes, I just I really delved into the world and experienced what it does on the medicinal side and the, the, the good effect of it. For sure. And, 
And then uh, I got onto the social media, and then one day somebody just said, "Hey, I like that uh, your business handle there. <laughs> that yeah. would be a good name for a store." And I just went, "You know what?" <laughs> <laughs> Those are the angels speaking to you, man. And four and a half years later, here I am, and we're one of the biggest competitors now in Canada online in the cannabis smoke shop world. We don't sell marijuana itself, but we're the old school. We got, uh, oh, God, over a thousand bongs and rigs and over 700 hand pipes. We got everything you need, papers. I've expanded. And a and cool have, pinball uh, machine in the shop. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. I love pinball, dude. I think I commented oh, yeah. on that post when, I, when you put it up. Um, yeah. You got to go old school. You know what I mean? You got to have that. Dude, I'm, I'm all about the old school. With gaming and shit, dude, I like love retro games. Uh, I just got this new game on PS4. It's called Arcade Paradise. And what it is is that you're running a fucking laundromat because your dad is like, your father in the game let you run the laundromat. And, and you get the key for the back room and there's three arcade machines in there. And you get this idea like, these arcade machines are making more money than the fucking laundry, right? All right. Start going online. It takes place in the 90s. You go online, you order more arcade machines, you start making more money, expand the building, put more arcade machines in there, and you can play all these games too. And then you wash all that money out in the front of the laundry machines. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But it's super cool because, like, all these games that are in the game are based off of other games from the past, right? Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty sweet. I grew up in the in the eighties. So did I, man. Childhood was and arcades dude, were still the thing. Dude, my mom managed an arcade at Shoppers World in Brampton when I was in the eighties when I was a kid. Oh, that's so. Killer. I, I was raised on that shit, right? Yeah, like, I grew you know, up in the... She would open the machines and, like, pop credits without using money, just pop credits with a ticker. <laughs> and I'd just I got, there all fucking day. I got the key to one here, and I'd do it. <laughs> That's nostalgic. awesome. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the 80s. It was so much fun back then. Simpler times, no phones. You had to get out and play. Well, yeah, that's what we did, dude. Like, if I wasn't inside playing video games, I would... I would be, you know, out on the street playing street hockey or fucking hide and seek or, you know, pretending to shoot each other with our toy guns and, you know. Yeah, the old do telephone book duct taped to your legs, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the baseball glove. <laughs> Dude, it was so awesome back then, man. Yeah. Oh, I miss it. And but now here kids, we are are, kids, today. Are being, kids are being raised on electronics now. Yep. I can't get them to do anything. It's all in your face. Nobody gets out anymore. And blah. It's kind of, it sucks, you know? I mean, they're probably enjoying it in their own way, but we're looking back on, on it and thinking like, dude, you know? But I think, I think it's really dumbing them down a lot. Okay. Uh, I would say, oh, I was going to go outside. My family locked me out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dumbing the kids down. 
it's I don't I don't know if this technology is even letting them get smart enough to dumb down. <laughs> right. They have they have no chance to go and experience and do the things and learn that um, we did. Yeah. I find a lot of it is getting out in the crowd and mingling and learning, but the, the children now just want to sit around the house on social media. So their only interactions are on a video camera face to face. So you're missing yeah. so much of the social aspect. And oh. a lot of, uh, a lot of COVID had, uh, made it, made it even more apparent, right? The kids were probably oh, exactly. locked down. <laughs> even worse, even worse. Um, I've got one daughter, she was having problems in school and stuff. So we kind of, we've had her actually out of school for almost two years now, uh, having a hard time adapting to this new, I guess, way of life. And it's taken a toll just on the kids. Yeah. It's not, and it never had to happen. No, none of this had to happen at all. No. It's, Tell me that little story that you were telling me before we started recording about the uh, 99% thing. The 99 See, you got to jog my memory even more now. <laughs> where, the, where the lady would say, oh, Canada's 99% oh, vaccinated. Don't worry. Okay. Give me one sec. I just had a hoot. I'm going to go back inside. I think I heard you uh, make a little smoke noise, and then you got me excited. Oh, yeah, I'm smoking. <laughs> so this was just uh, just a couple days ago. I placed an order. I'll start at the beginning of the day. I placed an order to get uh, Walmart to ship out some food to us. The wife was out in her car, and the lady shows up, and she was very very nice person. She gets out of the back of her car, gets the groceries. I walked up to her, and my 14-year-old daughter's standing beside me. And the lady says, it's nice we don't have to wear masks anymore because Canada is 99% vaccinated. Sorry, she said fully vaccinated. <laughs> my 14-year-old daughter just looked at me starts giggling and the ladies the ladies asking what's wrong <laughs> we're not vaccinated <laughs> and she just starts standing back and I, I told her I said I don't know where you get your news from but we're nowhere near 99 percent I'll tell you yeah. that right now and I'm going over I see the father-in-law and, oh I got some stories about this COVID and this father-in-law but uh He's a nice man. Maybe I shouldn't go there now that I've said father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> People will find social media is horrible. Um, but yeah, I went over there. He's going over to Greece. And he was saying how beautiful it is now. He, he loves Trudeau, mind you. Uh, he oh thought, his thought his father was the best thing on earth. Now, mind you. Which, which one, Fidel Castro or Pierre? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, 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 I was going to say the one that ruined our country, but they both kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> one, yeah. one later. Folks, the resemblance is uncanny between Fidel oh. and, and Justin. Like, come on, man. It's a, it's a little too I, much. I point that out to some people and they're like, you're crazy. I'm like, really? Well, look at the photos of, uh, 
what's her name? Um, was it Margaret Trudeau? Yeah. Yeah. Look at the photos of her and Fidel Castro hanging around all the fucking time. Oh, they were buddy buddies back in oh, the day. Yeah. In Definitely the, in, in the time of those fishbowl parties, you know, when everybody comes in, they throw the keys in the bowl and you leave. That I, don't, I don't know why it's so hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> all right, guys, we're talking back in the 70s here where stuff was going on. And was this the same uh, father-in-law that uh, was like, I think you told me a story like a, like quite a while back um, that, uh, you know, he kind of made your kids cry. Uh, yeah, the, it, it's the same one. But yeah. you got to keep in mind, he's he's a really old school Greek man. He's he's old. He's a very nice, beautiful man as well. But yeah, some things that uh, they do are a little. It's almost like I'd say their generation right now is where our parents grew up. So our great pa- grandparents, so to speak, you know, when they used the to... boomers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, no, the, the boomers growing up. He would be the boomers' parents. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. You do something wrong, you're getting the, the wooden stick. <laughs> the fucking hickory stick to the eyes. Right? Yeah. So anyway, we segued a bit there, and I remember, for some reason I can actually remember right now where we came from. He's going to Greece right now. Sit down. And he said he's so thankful for Trudeau because the airports and everything are open right now because Canada is 99% fully vaccinated. And he said the same thing this woman said. And I just, I looked at him and I can't even go there with him because it's, I don't know, early in COVID, he basically said, uh, I wish all you people would just die. (laughs) He's like, in, front gotta, of, in front of your children. That was the one, yep. In yeah. front of the kids. The unvaccinated people. He said, wow. we're, we're the problem and everything. And I'm, I'm looking at him, I'm like, wow. I said, the problem is you're too stressed. And everybody's stressed and they cause this stress. And the stress is going to kill you, man. It's like, yeah. You don't know. <laughs> if the vaccine doesn't kill you first. Right? Yeah. Uh, because let's face it, there's so many fucking adverse reactions and the media is not telling you about any of this. Oh, no. Well, how come there's so many doctors alone that are refusing to take it? What have they seen themselves that they're willing to risk losing their career? Right. You, you choose family and health over a job anytime. So that's the only thing that it could have been. Yeah. So why are so many people choosing their family and health over a paycheck that was amazing. It's the brave ones that speak out, man. Yeah. My wife, uh, she used to work in the medical career and she was just scanning for jobs the other day. She's like, I'm going to see what's out there. Nowhere. No government positions, no municipal positions, even for just like uh, a clerk who wants to, assemble these doctor's files and put them back in and stuff. I don't know what they call that job, but you have to be fully vaccinated or don't even apply. It's written everywhere. Yeah, that's disgusting. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that's... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. 
it, to me, it's like racism has come back full circle. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's, it's creating it's more. In the guise of medical tyranny. Like or in, safety, rather. In 1994, I was thinking of getting into the police services. I wanted to, not to become an officer, but there's so many jobs in there. I was even thinking of, like, getting into the corrections or something, just driving the paddy wagons, just, or whatever, right? So I went down to College Street, downtown Toronto, and I walked up there and I asked for, I had a, the staff sergeant of 41 division. I had a letter of recommendation from him. I walked in there and he said, the first thing he said, are you sure you want to apply? And I said, why? He goes, well, you're not the right color. I said, what do oh, you mean? Indian. Well, back back in the <laughs> in, back in the mid '90s, they were doing a big hiring blitz to up the ethnicities. Right. So he told me right off the bat, and I looked at the application, and so much I, for it, white it, it was like <laughs> it was like the second or third question, and this is a police. You, you could go get this right now, and the first thing they want to know is what color are you? <laughs> what do you mean? Isn't it? crazy and then the guy goes we're not hiring white people right now so don't even bother applying oh. so i turned around i walked at the door and i became a unionized electrician went and got a there you a go better, better paying career as i learned there you have it folks that's what white privilege is yeah well, i worked for it went to college did everything but it, it doesn't matter it's all about statistics it's not yeah, who's you, best for the job. It's this and that. It's if you're living in a mass immigration uh, country, then white privilege does not exist, <laughs> right? But I also see where some people are coming from. This white privilege, like I could go down paths and segue with you forever. I think. I think it's well, that marijuana thing in my brain. But uh, well, yeah, I've. I've also experienced, there was about, ah, say 15 years ago, I had a good buddy, Steve of mine. We were working and we're driving along and he said, Colin, we'd carpool in and he said, uh, I'd ask a lot of questions to him and he'd ask a lot of questions to me to get our perspectives on everything. He's a, he's a good black gentleman. I hate saying the word black, but how else do you tell him he's not white like me? <laughs> But one day on the way home, he said, I want you to do one thing. I want you to look at billboards, just billboards on the way home. You still got me there? Like, uh, yeah, like uh, advertisement billboards? Yeah. Sorry, my thing said trying to connect, but I still got you. So I watched all the way home, and he goes, what did you see? I said, I don't know. I saw billboards, advertisements, this, that. And he said, did you notice that? Anybody was black? And I looked at him and I said, you know, I didn't see one black person on a billboard all the way home. And he goes, now, he goes, how many doctors billboards did you see? And I said, I saw a couple. How many this? How many that? Now he said, when I'm driving in my car and we're looking at billboards, we're looking at signs, we're looking at everything everywhere. He goes, how's my daughter? ever going to pay attention that 
a black man could be a doctor, a black man could be this, a black person could be this. And I went, wow, even marketing, they wouldn't respect other people other than white culture. So right. I, so when people say white privilege, after talking with people, I think it's more it's about the, the white ignorance that was out there in the, in the marketing, social media, yeah. what's yeah. being pushed down your throat, the agenda. Because let me tell you, my daughters, all my daughters, they, they've all gone to Toys R Us. And when they're little, what Barbie doll do you want? They don't care what color it is. They've got yeah. barb- all of them. It's not until marketing in the adult life that children get tainted. Very uh, true. Just having a sip of apple juice, sorry. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, <clears throat> what kind of apple juice? Oh, it's the Allen's out of the box. Oh, Allen's, yeah. I like fucking Tropicana apple juice. Dude, that shit's fucking that's, amazing. That's good too, man. Dude, it's like cider. Yeah. Um, one of the best fucking doctors I've ever had was black. Oh, it, like, it, African. Like he's from Africa, and he really sits down, and he's never too busy for you. You know, once he gets you, he's not busy for you. You know, he's he's there, full yeah. swing. I've I've had doctors of every culture, and you know what? Every everyone I've met is good, except for. Uh, doesn't matter on my ethnicity, but I don't like um, endocrinologists. I don't think they're on, on my spectrum of the disease. They think they know, but I know more than them. <laughs> Just like, wow. From, from personal experience, right? Yeah. I went through five endocrinologists, and then I ended up using the best doctor's program in the United States, and they ended up uh, correcting some stuff that none of the Canadian doctors saw, and I went ahead that way. Endocrinologists are what? Well, uh, I don't Is really know organs? what. I don't know really know organs, what they right? do. I just went there for my thyroid. Yeah, I think they study organs. Yeah. But, yeah I uh, could be totally fucking dead wrong. But. but with my disease, the Graves disease it's called, they're, they're not really educated on it. So, and they'll only see you once a year. Oh, great! And it's like I need I need to see you guys. Like my my neck was out past the my chin. That's how holy shit swollen up I was. And they said, "Yeah, you can only see them once a year." And then they medicated me before the radiation, and I ended up in the hospital. And they're like, "You're about to die. You're under medicated. This and that." And, and said, well, I was at the endocrinologist two weeks ago. He said, there's nothing wrong. Take this pill. <laughs> Fantastic. Three days later, I'm getting my thyroid update. Two days later, they've already got the nuclear isotopes, and I was drinking that ugh, RAI ugh, sickening crap. <laughs> was it like chalky shit? No, just looked like water. It, that, oh, okay. that was a weird experience in itself. I was thinking of barium. You ever had a fucking x-ray for your stomach? No, thankfully I haven't done that yet. Dude, you got to drink like this chalky substance uh, called barium. And it, it's like thick, right? So you're like trying to fucking drink it. 
<clears throat> when I had when I had it done, the doctor's like, "Got to drink it faster." I'm like, "I can't. It's too fucking thick." <laughs> I try to fucking chug down like a frozen coffee. I've heard of people having to do that, and then they're like, "You you can't go to the bathroom either." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they, they gotta chug it down, and then they X X ray you right away, and it's like, dude, I can't, I can't drink this fast enough for you, man. Yeah. No, thanks. It's like chugging down dry chalk with a little, with like some water in it, just a little bit of water. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I remember I was going in and I'm sitting down in the hospital. I'd got it done at Oshawa Hospital, and this guy comes in with a hazmat suit and a hazmat one of those yellow boxes goes right into this room. The doctor goes in, he comes out, and he goes, "Okay, I want you to go in the room. I want you to open up the door, and I want you to." There, there was this uh, hole in the wall. He goes, I want you to lift up the lid. I want you to put your head in there, drink everything out of the beaker with the straw. But whatever you do, don't touch the straw. What the I fuck? Just, I looked at him. I said, drink it, but don't touch it. And yeah, I just went, well, I went into a panic lip. attack. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? But it's touching your lips, though, right? Oh, you're drinking the shit that's inside of it. But don't touch it. But don't touch it. You can <laughs> ingest what? it, but don't touch it. Right? What so, the fuck is that? And then in Canada, they in in the United States at the time I heard that they were they would keep you in a in a lead room for a little while. And then as the uh, radiation in your body starts dissipating then they let you back out in the public well my doctor the, the doctor here goes now after you drink this i want you to leave the hospital as quick as you can don't stop for anything don't stop beside anybody go to your car then go hibernate away from people he said if you go to your house he said after a week you got to throw your toilet seats out your cutlery out you got to throw everything away so i just said are you hey. fucking serious Oh well, you're radioactive. So if I'm right. everywhere I'm around, I'm making everything radioactive myself. So if I went wow. and stood beside you for twenty minutes, your thyroid's going to be depleting. So I was like, "Well, what's stopping me from just going back to work and not losing two weeks' wages?" You just right. lie. You in oh. so that freaked me out too. I was like, "Imagine all the honest people." Or the dishonest people that were like, well, I can't afford to go away for two weeks. I went up to Balsam Lake and hibernated. <laughs> I just went and camped. Threw away oh, the tent did, yeah. after. Oh, yeah. Threw away the tent after and everything. So they go in the back of the bush around nobody. And How much hey, of that is true, though? How much of what is true? The radioactive? Like, yeah, the whole radiation thing. Yeah. Like, oh, like God. Other people. Oh, oh, yeah, it would. Like fucking nuclear man. It would. Uh, I had to, if I was to go to an airport for up to a year, I would have to get a doctor's note, let them know I'm coming because I would set off all the radioactive detectors everywhere. Whoa. But you, you can still go. You're only dangerous to people. It's, it's a very short time. And it's like after a week, 
I can be in with five feet of you for four minutes and it does Dude, nothing to you. But <laughs> what is okay, what does this sound like to you? I don't know. COVID? Well, kinda, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's like, nope, <laughs> you can't fly on this plane. You can't you gotta be at least six feet away from people, right? <laughs> well, except I was radioactive. <laughs> Yeah, but but honestly, but like the same took, like, fear, uh, the same fear is there. Yeah, yeah. But if you took like a fucking radio radioactive like meteor to yourself, I would have tried that. I would have went and bought like a fucking radioactive meteor, whatever the fuck they're called, and like tested myself to see I, how radioactive I was. I was a little rebellious at the time. I was going, maybe I should walk by an airport just see what happens. Go, whoa, what's up, dudes? I didn't oh, know. Right. <laughs> Or walk by people you can't stand. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't do that, though. This is not who I am. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I prefer to sit back and watch the movie, so to speak. If somebody's done something back to you, bad to you, you never have to say nothing about anybody. Don't even get involved. Just sit back and watch a show. Just let, just, yeah. Sit back and watch karma do its thing. Right? If they've done something to piss you off or they're that type of person, guess what? You're just one in many of a line, so just sit back and watch till they get the right guy and they're done. Karma works in weird ways. I've seen it happen firsthand, dude. <coughs> like, yeah. instant fucking karma, too. Oh. I've seen it, like, instant, like, instantaneous. Like, somebody does something bad to me and some, some fucking worse happens to them like right away yeah like on several occasions grab the popcorn put your feet up that's it dude and i can't (laughs) help but just fucking laugh or giggle you know right and i'm like dude was that not instant karma and they'd be like yeah dude (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) don't do it again (laughs) Uh, i'll have him tell you again (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Are you? Uh, did you did you grow up like uh, in like a religious uh, household or anything? Or hundred percent non-religious. Yeah, same here. Yeah, like my Never parents considered. My parents considered. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, ourselves as Anglican, but we never went to church. You know. Gotcha. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is Anglican, right? So then I had to look into it a little bit, and I'm like, Dad, what the fuck's Anglican? Right? You didn't even fucking know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to look into it, and then I started digging into, like, okay, so Anglican is part of one of the schisms of the Christian church, right? I love the schism and, tool reference there. And, oh, you, you didn't do God. it on purpose, but I caught it. I didn't, but I was listening to tool today. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. um, carry on. My way um, So yeah, but like it's just like it, it made me think about like okay, so my parents claim that we were Anglican, right? So it made me like look into like Christianity and all that shit, right? Uh, but like where I'm at now spiritually is like I don't like to <clears throat> give any label to God. You know, I like to believe that there is a creator. And I was super agnostic before, but I definitely believe in a, a creator God, like a deity. And somebody called me a deist today. 
Because I said, I believe in a God and a creator, but completely separate from every fucking religion. I think all the religions have a, like a stepping stone to enlightenment, but I don't think that you should um, take any uh, names of God and worship it as that name per se, because I, th I think it's, I don't know, man. You know, if, if, if you give God a name, then I think that you're on a different path because how the fuck do we know God, God's name? Because all these, religions, all these religions gave God a name and all these religions are fucking corrupted in one, one shape, way, shape, or form, right? Exactly. Yeah. Shoot, what was I going to say there? Damn potheads, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking about the religion. Shoot, how did that start off? Meh. Oh, I just—I I was just it. asking you. I was asking you if you had any kind of religious background, but you said no. But do, are, do you consider yourself spiritual, and why? Okay, that's what I was just going to ask. Sorry, you were talking about God, and you believing there's a creator. My problem with my thinking and wrapping my head around that is, if there was a creator, who created the creator? Well, I've I've questioned that many times. So that's the only part that's stopping me. Now, if you want to talk about religion, do I believe in Jesus? I can 100% grasp Jesus. Do I believe well, in God? I haven't grasped God yet, but do I believe that uh, 2,000 years ago, a man walked around preaching for you to live a good life and do good things? 100%. People do that now. Why wouldn't somebody have done absolutely, that absolutely absolutely do i believe he could have been here and doing those heck yeah what's who's to say no he was here apparently right so i can believe that but all the other things i i have problems with like i've been told i i've asked i've asked a lot of religious questions trying to grasp things i'd never ask anything in a negative way i always like learning but uh, I've, oh, my God, my head's going again. I'm just rambling. Um, All right, man. It's good. <laughs> what was I going to segue into there? I, I've, I've asked a lot of questions to people, and I can't bring it back. Okay, you take the floor for a sec. I'll think. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, bring, my back, bring me back into this. It's funny, though, because when it comes to religion, like when you start questioning people's religions – that's when like they kind of they can kind of fly off the handle a little bit because they're they're they instantly go into like defense mode. Every time I seem to question people, though, it, a lot has to do with in person. A, a person can tell if you're genuinely asking. I think and yeah. questioning without any ridicule coming from your question towards them. I would but, hope so. I've never really had a problem asking. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I asked the one question about uh, how old people were back then. And it, it was a Jehovah's Witness. I worked with this man, a very nice man. And he told me it's all about our DNA strand. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the closer we were to God, the longer our DNA strands were. And the longer your DNA strand is, the longer you live. 
Okay, yeah, now, I can see that. Since radiation therapy, <clears throat> I've learned that radiation actually puts little air gaps in your DNA strand. So if in my mind now, as I've researched and been told, I might not be a hundred percent true. This is an opinion. An opinion means it's it's can't be used against anybody but me, right? It's worthless an opinion. In a court of law. Yeah. (laughs) But if you were to draw a DNA strand and and if if it's true what he's saying is our DNA strands uh, become shorter even over our own lifespan in our own body, once you hit that little air gap, you're actually aging quicker because more of your DNA just fell off. So I'm radiation, as I've learned it, shortens your lifespan due to what it does to your DNA takes out some of those. uh... So that can make my mind grasp the fact that maybe the closer we were to existence, the longer our DNA strands were, but the farther we've gotten away, our DNA strands are depleting, I guess, so to speak. And maybe that's why, because apparently, if you look back in time, some of these Egyptian gods live for a couple thousand years. Right. Some of them 10,000 years. Yeah. And, and even you, people, uh, people early on in the Bible, too. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, I, I forget. I have not read the Bible the fully, completely yet, so I can't argue. Or, but it's somewhere, what is it? Joseph was somewhere around 500 years old or something. It's just like, oh, wow. Jesus. Like people in the old Testament were like really old, man, like 500 to 800 years old and shit. Like Noah was, or maybe it was Noah. I was talking about. Yeah. You're like reading the Bible and you're like, what the fuck? 800 years old. What the fuck? You know, but then but, once you go back to the Egyptians, uh, so-and-so uh, Pharaoh or King reigned over Egypt for like, fucking 2,000 and something years. Right? Right? So, and that's X amount of years apparently after creation. So maybe another 10,000 years prior they were adding an extra 100 years onto their lives. I, I, it's the only way I can explain it. And it was a, a religious man that made me think. And then I thought about the radiation i went hey maybe he's got something maybe that's how we were older before yeah but it's just an opinion there's it's an opinion it's it's just <laughs> tossing ideas around that's what we do here trust trust the science <laughs> yeah <laughs> like but, uh, uh, i don't know you can go back in time and they argue that uh the dinosaur bones were planted here to test their faith. And like, I did, there's tons of things that we find in the dirt that just don't coincide with what we're being told. Oh, for sure, dude. But who also says that our carbon dating is correct? How do we know we're doing it a hundred percent correct? You got to trust the science. I don't know, but. Then they say sometimes if there's been a volcano or something, it can change a bit of the carbon dating in that area. So nothing's exact. Yeah. You got that Alice in Chains album uh, uh, that came out after Lane Staley's death uh, with a new singer, uh, William, I forget his name, William something. 
Yep. <clears throat> and uh, it's called the devil. The devil put dinosaurs here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. So maybe the, maybe you know all the dinosaur bones apparently that we were discovering are all fake, and all the fucking bones that they collect and put them put into museums are bullshit. You know. Who knows? Yep. Who fucking knows? Have you ever listened to Bill Hicks, the comedian? Oh, you mean Alex Jones? Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that theory, right? That Bill Hicks would like died and then he became but, Alex uh, Jones. But yeah, it's, uh, I just always love that one. And along comes Jesus of Nazareth walking up the path and comes along the brontosaurus and pulls a sliver out of his foot and sends him along to Loch Ness to live happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I believe Jesus put dinosaur or God put dinosaur bones here to test my faith. <laughs> I believe God put you here to test mine. <laughs> who, who the <laughs> fuck knows? Like, honestly, man. Oh. You know, I'm just like, I love keeping an open mind to everything. You know what I mean? Like, and like you have to both sides of every fucking story because there's always a fucking like an agenda or a narrative that somebody's trying to push, right? So it's like you can't take anything at face value. You got to take everything with a grain of salt, man. Oh, everything, even everything I say, because everything, yeah. everything <laughs> in life is almost all hearsay. It's mm-hmm. come from somewhere else and took. That's why I always had a hard time in school. I can't do the books. Me Give too. Me the motor. Give me that motor in my hand. I'll take it apart. I'll rebuild it with the information you gave me in the book. But I got to see this stuff. Until then, it's I'm going to be talking about what I learned in school, and the guy's going to be telling somebody else. You got your broken telephone hearsay. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. So who knows? I had a teacher back in high school uh, when I was doing HVAC. And uh, that's like grade 11 or 12. And it was funny because he would just sit in his computer. This is like late 90s, right? Yeah. He'd sit in his computer or book or whatever. And then I'd be having a hard time figuring something out, right? I and mean, we had this massive fucking textbook. And I'd, I'd go up to him and I'm like, sir. And I'd, I'd, I'd ask him a question. He'd, he, would, he wouldn't even look at me. He'd just be looking at what he's doing. And he would go, it's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's driving a fucking like a like a new Mustang and shit, you know. A teacher. He's like, yeah, teacher. Yeah. Read the Look book. in the book. Dude, it's in the book. I'm like, I don't where in the book. I don't know. Can you guide me a little bit? No, it's in the book. Right. <laughs> like this massive, like ten thousand page book of well, heating even, conditioning. Even our code book, we needed a teacher to take code class to teach us how to read the book it was just like unless unless you even show me how to use the book i ain't gonna understand it <laughs> first of all look in the index or the glossary right like you had to do that and then if you like copied notes in like into your assignment from the yeah. book you have to do the footnotes right yeah like, or they or, or they nail you for plagiarism. Oh, so glad I'm done school. <laughs> I fucking hated fucking high school. I lo- like looking back. 
like elementary, uh, junior high, and then high. I had yeah. great times. Don't get me wrong. Like social, I think all school did was like teach me how to deal with people. Yeah. Because I did not want to learn a goddamn thing that they taught me. Yep, but that's what our kids need now. They need to get out and go to these schools because they ain't doing it at home or in their personal lives. It's We've come around full circle again, but uh, they just sit on their phones. Unless they're in school, happen. they're not even seeing people. But then I, I asked the daughter, what are you all doing at school at lunch? Oh, everybody's on their phone. <laughs> oh, my God. It's crazy, dude. Like you're there. We used, to cause, we used to cause a ruckus in like the the cafeteria and shit, like bang on the tables and fucking, you know, yell shit and right? this and that. And now it's like everybody's like silent on their phones. It was the good old days. As they I, were. I remember twelve thirty, lunch was over, and I'd be hanging around the cafeteria at twelve twenty-five because the, the lunch ladies would put out the rest of the French fries, so we'd go eat those. You save, <laughs> you, save, you save your money all week. You eat the free. You, you suffer and you wait till the end of lunch, and you got two minutes to scarf down some French fries. But you're taking that money and you're going to the arcade. <laughs> oh, dude, trust me. The arcade was where it's at, man. Yeah, the good old times. You find a ten dollar bill on the ground that somebody dropped, and you go go to the fucking cashier and you cash in ten dollars in all quarters. Oh, right. That oh. was like the jackpot. I remember we used to go to the Whitby Mall, and there was an arcade in there, and my mom would go shopping in the old Wolco. And I, <laughs> she, she would just drop me off for five bucks at the arcade at the end of the mall. <laughs> and I would never play pinball because a quarter to pinball to me, my buddy had a machine, so I could play it. for free. But I was, it was like five to ten seconds of fun, man. Yeah. I'd go hit that off-road machine, and they had the four steering wheels, and I'd be like, "Oh, off-road! Oh, that was the best!" Five or six friggin' games in, you had like seven, eight minutes of play. Don't hit your fucking nitro boost right away, dude. You gotta save that shit. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> that game was killer back in the day. What about I sprint? Did you ever play sprint or super sprint? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh the video you can games. Get me- the best fucking modern racing game on like PS4 or whatever, but nothing compares to fucking Super Sprint. Right. I still remember the day I lived in Scarborough. I was out standing in the middle. We lived on a court. My buddy runs out of the house and he goes, I actually have a game in front of me right now. And he goes, I got this game called Combat for the Atari. And I was like, Oh my God. What's an Atari? <laughs> We went in, and it was like the next... How old are you? Uh, I'm 47 now. No, 46. Sorry, 46. Okay, yeah, I'm 43, so I'm like right there with you pretty much. So this thing had just come out. I didn't even hear of like video games before. I think I had this handheld Pac-Man and a little baseball one. But handheld ones, yeah. It was like, what? We played these tank games, invisible tank, biplanes, and all... I can remember that day like yesterday. But even then, you know what we did after an hour of playing that game? Let's go play baseball, go guys. Yeah. And there was a park back there, and we used the green 
evergreen trees because they were in a triangle. Those were the bases as long as you touched the tree. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, uh, the good old days. Yeah, dude. Like I, like, like I said, like I'd go out and play fucking hockey on the street with all the neighbors. Oh, yeah. You know? And like sometimes we'd get in fights. 500 like, I got, up. I, oh, dude. <laughs> I, I used to play Frisbee, like just fucking throw the Frisbee down the street. Yeah. And pretend I was Tron. <laughs> One time we got stuck in the tree, so we had to fucking like climb the tree, shake the fucking branches, and get the fucking frisbee out of the tree. Yeah. We fucking we used to like pack um ice balls with snow and like whip it at each other and see who can fucking get the like the biggest bruise. <laughs> <laughs> Making ninja awesome. stars in the garage after oh, watching my. Bruce Lee movies. <laughs> Seriously, man. That's like what's, I made that's some true. nunchucks out of wood and chain. My dad's like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> I think I think that's the worst thing right now is that people are worshiping the creations rather than being creative. I think the more creative that you are, the more fulfilled that you are. Oh, uh, right. So, like me doing my podcast, like I feel like I'm doing something for the greater good rather than just like sitting at home watching fucking TV. I'm having very meaningful conversations with people like such as yourself and the other fucking 70 something odd episodes I've done and just wow. getting it out there. You know, it's like, like, dude, it's, it's fucking amazing, man. It's, it's I, so fulfilling. I can't believe you've done 70 already when I. Within a year, forward. dude, within you, one year. I don't think you even had your first podcast done yet when I met you. Online there. No, I haven't. Wow. I, I, I didn't, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I, I just started it, and I didn't fucking stop, man. I've been consistently rolling out, like, at least one or two episodes every week. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and I just keep connecting with all these people that get on board, right? And yeah. there's, like, there's no shortage of conversations. Oh, God. I could go so many places right now. Actually, I'm pissed off right now. I waited all day on my front porch. I, I'm getting into a new hobby, and I want to get into photography. I've always loved photography. Oh, me so, too. So I, I, I purchased a, a Nokia D3500. It's just a beginner's, beginner's camera. It's still a thousand bucks it cost me, but uh, well, that's every camera nowadays I'm learning, even a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so right actually before I came online with you, I sat all day. Oh, yeah, Amazon. Oh, it's coming today. It'll be between this time and this time. It gets here. It was like 8.30. Guy gives me the box. And I was like, what the hell? This thing's shaking all around the box. I open it up. Everything's there but the camera. Are you what fucking serious? Fuck. What the it fuck? I was pissed. So, and that's an Amazon purchase. So now I got to send it back. And it's like, well, great. Are they even going to believe me? The fucking camera's missing. Right. It's like, <laughs> oh, I can have it at home, right? Yeah. But what are you going to do? You need the lens. You need everything. The lens was in the box. The battery that came with it was out of the packaging loose. The charger was loose. I'm like, some this. I'm like, this isn't right. <laughs> Uh, send those, it back uh, and Amazonian slaves fucked up. Oh, I don't know. Well, the guy said, he goes, oh, sorry for the late delivery. The truck came in late today. Then they're unloading the truck. So who knows between the warehouse and me, 
how many hands did it touch? Right. Right. So who knows if somebody did something along the way? There's people everywhere, or maybe they shipped it out without the freaking camera in the box and said, "Well, we gotta gain our loss somewhere." Companies do that. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Take note, yeah. people. If you order something from North of Toronto shop, then uh, you're gonna get quality shit. Oh, and good service. That's it. The best. We even answer calls at two in the morning. Just don't phone. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, yes. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like, like the whole Amazon thing to me is, is kind of fucking sketchy. Okay, so I had like this. F- first of all, <clears throat> most nine times out of ten, when I order a package from Amazon, I get the box, and the box is like almost fucking crushed. Yeah, it's like like probably like sixty percent crushed. That was this one, and I'm like, there's a thousand dollar camera in there, man. I was like, what yeah. the hell. <laughs> and I had this guy today uh, that I work with, and like I, I don't, I didn't know him very well, but we were talking today quite a bit, and I don't remember how it came up, but I said, "Yeah, dude, I, like I, I run a podcast, like I, I run a podcast, right?" And he's like, "Oh, really? That's interesting, right?" And then I told him about like what it was about and shit, and he kind of got into like. He's like, holy shit, like conspiracy, spirituality, all that stuff. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, that's so interesting. He's like, I, I like looking into a lot of like near-death experience stuff. And I'm like, yeah, cool, man. Like I talk about that shit. And I told oh, him God, I'm like yeah. astral projection like throughout my life. And he's like, holy shit. He's like, dude. And he's like trying to tell me like how to market my podcast and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of doing it a little bit like on my <laughs> own, right? And then he starts telling me like, yeah, I got into um, Amazon fulfillment. I'm like, well, tell me about that. He says, so basically what it is, is like you buy a bunch of fucking products from like China. Uh, and you call it Alibaba. Alibaba is out of China. Yeah. They sell you this pro- these products for like 30 cents a fucking piece. He said, so like take, a, for example, hair scrunchies for chicks, right? Or or even guys. If they have yeah. hair. But hair scrunchies for chicks, he's like, they sell you it for like 30 cents a piece and you go ahead and sell it back for like 25 bucks a piece. Yeah. What the fuck dude? And he said, I'm making like, like a shitload of fucking money doing this shit. Oh, you can do it. You can do it. Definitely. But uh, I've, I've seen videos and I've seen people that have researched and looking at it and it makes sense what you're doing. You're researching what the hell you is popular at the time and selling good on Amazon. Right. And you just buy that thing for cheap and throw it in the mix. It's kind of like, it's almost like a stock market in a way. Kind of. Yeah, in a sense. I'm staying out of there, but... I, yeah, like, I, I'm, not, I'm to, not into that. I'm just doing this, you know? Today upsets me a bit because I'm, I deal in the online world, and to receive a package like that, it's just like, oh my god... It's like, but I've, I've never had a problem in four years. We had one, one guy said it broke, but I know he broke it because he didn't like it because he was complaining about the package before it got there. Of course. And, and then he smashed it and said it was packed shittily. And I'm like, look at our reviews. When, when we buy stuff, the way it comes packed to us, we pack it at least four times better and we right. inspect everything. 
Yeah, these guys are just trying to get free shit, right? Yeah, but it's only ever been one. Customers are pretty good. We've had some credit card fraud, which sucks. Well, that's because, because most of your that's because most of your clientele are potheads, and potheads are peaceful and cool, right? Well, you'd think, but <laughs> you, you'd think, but uh, we're one of the most high risk businesses. Uh, we have the most. We have very high theft rate in our industry. Really? Well, nobody wants to buy what I got. They just need to use what I have. They want to spend the money on the pot and they want to steal the other stuff to use. <laughs> That's fucked. So, yeah. And the way Visa works and MasterCard and all that, it's it's horrible. So, we've, we had one guy. It looked good. We, we analyze everything and they analyze it for us and then they say, okay, it's a good credit card number. Go ahead and ship the order. So we shipped him the $490 order and then he ordered another order. So we shipped it to him. And then as soon as I shipped it, he put another order through. But then he called Visa and said it was credit card fraud on the first one. And he got reimbursed all his money back. No way. I, I, I didn't send him the third one. And then he did it with the second one, too. So that... That stuff cost me $600, and because you're using Visa, uh, small business is not allowed to retrieve one cent of that dollar. You have to take Holy the whole cost of the hit. Fuck. So not only did I lose $600 in product because Visa said, this guy's a good guy, send it to him. It all came back clean. We're still the ones in the end that take the hit. But it's only right. happened once in four years with one customer doing it twice. Well, that's so got, lucky. Yeah, he got $1,000 worth of shit for free. And Visa doesn't look into the credit card frauds at all. Any credit Some... card fraud, anybody can do. And it's 100%. You get away with it. Yeah, some it's people are really business. fucking... Pays some for people it. are really fucking ra- ra- weaselly with that shit, eh? Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. See, when, you, when he did it, that's he not, didn't Honestly, pay. though, that's on them, you know, and when it comes to the afterlife, I think. Oh, hopefully, because he didn't yeah. steal the 600 bucks out of my pocket. That's what it ended up costing me out of my pocket. Right. Because I lost my initial investments, and this, that MasterCard still charged me the processing fees, <laughs> even though they took Shit. the money back. <laughs> but that was $600 off my kid's dinner table. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Now I've got to rebuy all the stuff that was stolen, so it cost me even more. <laughs> like, fuck. But overall, online's a it's a great world. I've never had any complaints other than one. But when I receive stuff like this, it scares me because if if I was just hesitant to buy another camera online, well, how many people are hesitant to trust me? And I get a lot of questions all the time. How do you guys ship? Who do you ship with? And it's always pack it extra good. Like, don't worry, man. Trust yeah. me, I don't want to. I don't want to refund you because if you're sitting there at the broken glass, well, I paid for that and I paid to ship it to you. Yeah. So, I'm, you- I don't. I don't want to take a loss. I want to get it to you in the best condition possible. Where do you get your product to sell? Is it like, do you have like artists and shit that design them and stuff? Or is it like I, big, big companies? I, I carry big companies and I also um, 
do what they call heady glass, which are local glass artists. I carry some heady stuff in here too, bowls, some bongs, and uh, what they call the heady. These local artists, they're just phenomenal at what they make. Now, a lot of people say, oh, the China glass is crap and this and that. And well, there's a lot of good China glass out there as well. So, dude, I've seen like, I used to live up in Barrie. And uh, there was this really cool head shop up there. And like they had like like two floors, right? Yep. And you go up the second floor and it's just nothing but fucking showcases of fucking glass bongs and everything, right? Yep. Coolest fucking shit you'd ever see. And they had um, Be Real come in there often. He'd sell his product there too. Yeah. He would come in there like they had pictures of him there visiting and all that shit. I'm like, Dude, this is fucking amazing, man. Like, there's so many cool shit. So much cool shit. Like, I saw, like, this one fucking... It was, like, um, super... Like, a Super Mario thing. With, like, a, like a mushroom village or whatever. And it was, like... A, it was a bong. It was, like, a yeah. mushroom village with, like... The pipe was, like, from Super Mario, right? Oh, it's like, so fucking cool, man. Yep. Oh, some of these pipes I have in these glass bowls that these these artists make is just phenomenal. I love looking at it. even my kids they'll come in and they're like, wow, this one's my you, favorite, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Are you like are you a bong guy or do you like ripping joints? I'm old school roll a joint, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's me too. But I, I, I collect glass, I guess you could say. When I was younger I'd rip <laughs> bongs and shit, but like when I got a little older I'm like I'm just gonna roll a fucking joint and fucking smoke it. No, I don't even have to smoke the whole thing. Right? I just smoke like half of it, maybe, and then I'm like, I'm good. And then maybe like an hour later, I'll be like, all right, let's smoke the rest of it. Yeah, see, I'm bad. I could, I could ro- roll myself an inch and a quarter one, and then when I'm done, it's like, did I just smoke one? And I'll roll another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's well, all good, well, man. What was I doing again? Squirrel, roll another joint. Yeah. Well, you gotta get to your fucking level, right? That's what's right. But after after a while, it's just it's no different than like an alcoholic, so to speak. The first yeah. time you ever drink, you have one beer. You're like, what the fuck <laughs> is this, <laughs> dude? I'm dizzy, and that that girl looks good now. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't a shot at any ladies out there. That was just young boys being stupid, is where I was going with that one. <laughs> Yeah, like well, the ugly girls look a little better, but the hot girls look even hotter, right? So. Oh God. You, right. You should see how many girls I try to get drunk just to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> how am I looking? Not good enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> Too fucking funny, man. It's so true, though, dude. Oh, did you see that fucking and that, family guy? And that's my one? wife. <laughs> 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 sorry. Not sorry. He slipped some fucking vodka under her coffee. You ready to go, honey? Right. You see that fam there's a family guy uh clip where it was like uh vodka water, right? It was carbonated vodka, but it it said beer on the fucking on the um the the can, right? Yeah. But it was all vodka, but carbonated, right? So it's like vodka beer. And that's what I said on the vodka. 
but it was oh. nothing but vodka carbonated, right? And then, like, you see, like, the guy sucking, sucking the back of his head. Your wife won't even know, right? And then, like, this wife <laughs> comes back to the guy uh, sitting on the couch. She's like, I'm so proud of you. You'll eat. You um only go back. You went back to like you cut back to one beer a night, right? And he goes, "Take off your underwear." <laughs> I, I remember. And then he go. And then he go. He whispers to the camera. He goes, "She doesn't know." <laughs> <laughs> I remember when when Family Guy first came out. I thought that, that was. The weirdest show, and I was I was against it. I wanted nothing to do with it. And then all of a sudden, I started. I, I found marijuana because when I first viewed it, I was like, "What the fuck is this? They have a talking dog," <laughs> and I right. couldn't I couldn't grasp it. His name is fucking Brian for some reason. And I don't remember the episode that I was watching, but I was pretty ripped. And all of a sudden, I just understood the humor, and I got it all, and it—I was hooked. It's, yeah, it's it was one of the funniest shows. I was just, it's I fucking it. phenomenal, dude. That and South Park, dude. Oh yeah, South Park's one I've never really got into, and I don't dude, know why. I have to send you a clip. Well, I'll—I'll I'll tell you this: the past three or four days. Uh, I've been sending this clip to my coworkers, and we've all been fucking. Uh, kind of like repeating this this skit, this clip uh, together, where it was like you know the Hardy Boys, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this this was like the hard. They call them the Hardly Boys. They made fun of them, right? <laughs> and then they come out and they're like two young whippersnappers with a, a a mind for detective or whatever, right? And they come out and they're like. The Hartley Boys in the case of the urinal turd, right? <laughs> and then they come out and they're they're like they got their teeth, they're they're like gnashing their teeth all the time, right? And then they're like, who would do such a thing? I don't know. And they're like, I think I got a clue. And he's like, <laughs> the other guy's like, I, I think your clue's giving me a clue, right? <laughs> it's like my clue's pointing over here. Yeah, my my clue's pointing over here too. Let's follow your clue, and then they go off screen <laughs> like they're gay. That's so fucking hilarious, dude. Oh man, the shit they got away with on TV, like cable TV, though. And it's like, how did we go from a generation oh. that was raised on South Park to people being so offended by everything? What even going South Park? What about married with children? That too. You imagine nowadays. Dude, in the fucking like early nineties, dude, everybody was watching Married with Children and talking oh. about it the next day, at, at, like at school and shit. I grew up on it. I loved it, and and everybody thought it. Oh, it's all degrading to women and everything. But I, I found it showed a lot of the stupidity side of men as well. Like it, it really hit everything. Yeah, well, Al Bundy was the epitome of the stupid American white husband, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and Steve, Steve Darcy, and then and then uh, no Steve. Uh, yeah, Steve. Steve <laughs> and, um, what's his name? Uh, Marcy Darcy. Marcy Darcy. Marcy. Jefferson, yes. Darcy. Jefferson Darcy. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Fuck, he that was amazing. 
that that was a good show. They're they're apparently coming out with uh, the redoing it now, and it's going to be animated, and the whole entire original cast is coming back. Are you serious? Now I thought they were having a problem uh, with uh, I forget her name there, but Darcy Rhodes or whatever. And Al in in real life, they did not like each other, and there were a lot of problems near the ending of that. So I'm surprised they're coming back together. Yeah, but when you when you put money into it, they could put their shit aside, right? Yeah, or sometimes people grow up too and realize shit from the past was just stupid, right? Yeah. Which which a lot of it is. A lot of hatred and all that comes from one stupid day or something. And then your ego yeah, is too high that you you can hold a grudge well, for 10 years. You're going to get that ego problem within uh, Hollywood, right? Like, people yeah. are going to... They're better than other people, and then they don't want to fucking jive with other people, right? So, you want to be better than me? Go right ahead. Yeah, like, <laughs> fuck, dude. Have at it. There's a lot of uh, integrity issues in Hollywood. I think. Oh god, not even just Hollywood. It's everywhere. Uh, yeah, the entertainment industry in general. Oh yeah, it's. <clears throat> oh, I don't know. It, every, everything's got its own problem. You could say the same thing about electrical workers in the union. <laughs> you can say the same thing about plumbers. They've all got their own problems, right? Hollywood's no different. Each same trade, thing. each job, they all, it's all got its own bullshit. <laughs> yeah, where I work, dude, there's people that, like, you know, they look, they say, you know, they act like you're your friend, and then really they're not, you know? They stab you in the back any chance they get, right? That's agenda, personal agendas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really hold anything against anybody, honestly. Like, if somebody stabs me in the back, I'll be like, all right, I get it. Not now unless I got a condom on. Who you are, you know? Stab me in the back with a condom. No, you show, show me who you are, I'm going to believe you. Yeah. If I see once the you acting out on somebody else, well, that's who you are. Obviously, you're acting in front of me, but you're going to come out eventually. Yeah. So I always said, show me who you are. I'm going to believe you. <laughs> but I could still be friends with those people. Now I that's just know who you are. <laughs> exactly. Maybe you're an asshole. Hey, I could still like an asshole. I could still be friends with an asshole. So uh, I won't let your assholiness bother me anymore. <laughs> exactly, dude. And I'll watch out for whatever action I take in your life, right? Exactly. It's, it's like how Jesus Jesus hung out with the sinners, right? That's the same fucking thing. Yep. Like you try to be the best person you can be in accordance to uh, spiritual laws and shit. But I can still I can still jive with you, dude. Doesn't mean I'm gonna fucking um, you know like. Uh, ostracize you or anything well like Sloan once said there's there's good in everyone absolutely i maybe you just can find the good in that person and you're okay but everybody else (laughs) watch out dude there's good in the worst people oh god yeah Mm -hmm. yep rampant i mean look at ted bundy for instance everybody thought he was a good guy Wow, that went far. <laughs> Seriously, though, that's, you know, he fucking, he had an agenda, obviously, right? 
but yeah. I've never understood those agendas. All the, all the fucking ladies that he met thought he was a fucking beautiful, good guy before he ended up fucking slamming their fucking head into a trunk, you know? <laughs> I, I've never understood that. I can see, okay, you, you murdered somebody under the heat of something happening and it being accidental, but how could no, you... Yeah, yeah. How could you but, do that and then live with yourself after? Wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd be worried every day. You'd be like, life must be just pure hell. So I never yeah. understood why they can do that to themselves. I don't understand it either, man. Well, that's why we're not serial killers, right? Oh, well, that's true, too. I mean, or am I? Who I've, knows? I've, I've put down a lot of boxes of cereal in my day. No. <laughs> I, I, it's so funny, dude. I, I told this joke to somebody today. And I'm sorry if uh, any of my female listeners are offended or anything, but you guys know me by now. I'm, I have a, uh, a pretty fucking dirty mind when it comes to jokes. But I ever heard that joke? Um, what's the difference between a woman and a freezer? No. A freezer doesn't fart when you pull your meat out. <laughs> right that's one of my favorite fucking jokes of all time i even tell it to, to chicks right and but laugh. just remember she only farted because of you see really right. you're the problem <laughs> but i i ended up telling that that joke today to like i ended up telling that joke to this younger kid today at work i said hey what's the difference between a woman and a freezer and i got the best response ever he said i don't know i mean i put like four women in my freezer, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with them after that. Holy shit, dude. I was like, that's the best fucking answer ever. <laughs> Aside from the punchline. Sorry, it's been an hour. I'm just having a little puff. Sorry, but... Uh... Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> you know what I say at the beginning of every episode? Smoke a dupe, drink a beer, do what you gotta do, relax and enjoy the show. Jeez, you're taking me back to 97.7 Hits FM. Oh, dude, that was the best fucking what, station. What did he used to say back then? I forget I forget his name, but he passed away. But it was always stay off the pipe and don't forget to wipe. And he would go on at the end of every one of his segments. It's 420. Let's hit the bar. Dude, dude they used to have, um, they used to play a lot of metal. Oh, I love them. Like at night. And they even had a VHS tape, 97.7 Hits FM, put out a VHS tape wow. that had videos of the metal bands that they played. And oh, I had dear. that. We, we can start segueing if you want, because they were, at the White, they were at the White House of Rock. Which was? The most haunted building in St. Catharines. Really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know the White House of Rock was a haunted building, eh? No. What is oh, that? Friggin', that's that's where ninety-seven seven had their studio and all that set up. And I there. thought they were. I thought they were in Hamilton, actually. Uh, well, maybe they moved or something. But at the time, I know they were at the White House, and I'm pretty sure it was St. Catharines. I think. Okay. I don't know. I'm getting old. I got that. I got the oh, the disease called CRS. You can't that? remember shit. Oh yeah, I call I call it craft disease. Oh, can't, there you go. Can't remember a fucking thing. 
right? I can't remember shit. But yeah, that uh, they would always talk about spooky things that were happening while they were on air. They would hate being there alone because it was always haunted. <clears throat> but the hauntings are the one thing that I've always wanted to see a ghost or something, an apparition, anything. Never seen it myself personally. So I had to inhale before this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'm this is hilarious. I love this, dude. <laughs> dude, we're talking to an old hippie man here. Well, <clears throat> growing up, do you, do you believe in ghosts and all that Absolutely. Oh, that's one awesome. of the reasons why I started this show, and that's <coughs> one of the reasons why I got on my spiritual bandwagon. Right. I, uh, <laughs> I've i always wanted to see stuff myself. I've always... It, it really grasped me. And in the house, my childhood home in Whitby, there would always be things going on. My sister's room... <coughs> excuse me. She would, the doors would always open. And when she was a little girl, uh, probably about five years old, would always say that there's a man in the room that's just all black and he always stands over the bed. So this went on for about six or seven years. But now my mother's waking up all the time with it's, we, we believe it's a shadow person. Now, I, <clears throat> okay. No, I lived in that house 22 years. Didn't see a freaking thing. I think it's because I wanted to. <laughs> right. So it got to the point where my dad, growing up, we had bells on all the doors. So if the door opened, the bell would go off. Sure enough, almost every dinner time in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, Doors in the houses would be opening up all the time. The bell would go off. So it was always just a thing. Oh, your sister or your brother's playing tricks. But my sister used to say that sometimes when she would go in the basement, that the man would be in the basement and want to play with her. And he had half of a face. Oh, that's not fucking cool. No. But. Did now, you say it was like an imaginary friend or anything? Or just like the man in the basement? Just the man in the There was a name. There was a name for him. I can't remember the name right now. But he did have a name. So this, this went on forever. I'm, what, 46 now. Uh, my parents moved out of that house maybe eight years ago. Right up until the day we moved, we were moving out. I was helping them move out of the house. And the doors upstairs, when it was empty, are banging. And my dad said, oh, yeah, I forgot to take the bells off upstairs. So he went and he took the bells off the door. The door upstairs shut all on its own. And we left. Now... Before that happened, I have, uh, I've got three daughters. What, wait, wait, what did you mean that you left? We left the house. We turned the key, left, gone, never heard anything again. We've moved out of the house now. 
Oh, but just fuck. as just as we were leaving, the door upstairs slammed shut. And it's like fuck. The house is empty, man. So you guys like completely left the fucking house, like abandoned it, like you were like fuck this house. No, no, fuck this house. Everything was good. They were there 30, 35 years in the house. Well, okay. Nothing, nothing bad ever happened, except my mom would wake up and there's this black shadowy figure standing above the bed. Nothing ever would happen, though, other than that and the doors opening. So I did skip a little part. So about six years before my parents moved, my, my sister has twin boys. And uh, at that time, I had two daughters. I have three now. The twin boys and my daughters would always go downstairs because they wanted to play with their friend. And we would always question it and this and that. And then one day, I'm sitting in the kitchen and I look at my daughter. She's up. There was a main floor. You'd walk up to a room and then up to the upstairs. It was like one room that's kind of floating in between the floors. She was standing there staring up the stairs and frozen. And my father said, Alyssa, what's wrong? And she goes, there's a man with half a face telling me to come upstairs, but I don't want to go. I don't want to go, Papa. How does my daughter, like 30 years later, describe the exact same thing my sister saw when she was a little child? Dude, that, that's it, wild. Just, so. In the same fucking house. Same house. So a month before, my sister phones up this company to come. They're like ghost hunters or something. Uh, some famous ones in Canada. I don't know. Uh, nor was I there. But she <laughs> had not come over to my parents' house. They left. Not, they stayed in the right. house. <laughs> right? They stayed in the house that night. But when they arrived at the door, they said, we just want to tell you. Uh, we were looking into the air and talking to people. The house behind you and one over to the left, they just had a, a paranormal crew out to their house because they're trying to find out whether, why there's a man with half a face scaring their grandchildren. Are you fucking serious? We're just like, what? The fuck. Now, this is come so that got me even a little more. Now I'm like, okay, are we on an old graveyard or like what's going on? Not two months after, my parents sell the house. The apparently my old neighbor said that the child across the street started going nuts and uh I think he was twelve years old. He ended up drowning out in the the swimming pool out back. No way. They moved out of the house. Another person moved into the house. My neighbor said, this is only, what, two years ago now. They lasted three months in the house. The house sat, sat vacant the rest of the year, and then they sold it. So I don't know. <laughs> it's too eerie, man. But yeah, me, I've, I've never seen anything. I've heard the bells a couple times, but Never. The kids, I think kids are more susceptible to this shit because they have less filters, right? Oh god, it's yeah. So I don't know, and I've I've worked in 
the most haunted buildings in Toronto by myself as an electrician. And you still never seen shit. Well, I was in uh, at King's, I think it's King's College Circle at U of T, right at the head. There's this beautiful building. Uh, I forget what the, the two stonemasons were, but in that building, the one guy was cheating with the other guy's wife, and he was murdered in there. Uh, he buried his body in the building. Uh, there was a fire later on, and they did exhume the body without the head, I believe, but the head was found somewhere else. Apparently, they're still there. and There is tunnels underneath this building, and I would be in there at 4 o'clock in the morning. I had to sign the key out of the police station. I'm the only guy in the building, and I'm down there going, please come out. <laughs> But that was a funny one. My my apprentice showed up at six in the morning, and he's way at the other end of the building. There's this uh, circle room at the end, and if you go into the, the back room, there's a trap door. You lift it up, and you can get into these tunnels. Well, isn't the prick sitting there going, "Ooh, <laughs> like, dude, I was supposed to come unlock the door at seven to get him in. Here it is, six thirty. I'm like, Eric, you." <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a good way halfway across the other building, but in tunnels in a very echoey basement. And I'm like, come on! I could tell what it was. I was like, who the hell's in here? I was more afraid of that. He's like, ah, I went and signed out a key, buddy. <laughs> That's too fucking funny. You ever been to? Have you ever been to um, Casa Loma? No, I haven't been there yet. Oh, My, you ever been there? No. Okay, so they have like this, like, uh, like kind of like a sewage tunnel or whatever, or like a a tunnel that goes underneath there, right? And it's it's said that it's fucking haunted, right? And oh, you know, yeah, and it's like I went down there with my ex, like years ago, like probably like mid two thousands or whatever. And um, yeah, dude, like I didn't I didn't really feel anything, but it, they say that it's haunted. I don't know if it's like a fucking gimmick or whatever but yeah they say it's haunted yeah i've searched my entire life i well i grew up in whitby and we would play down at the old whitby psych all the time and go through those buildings there was a bowling alley down there it was crazy but you would get eerie feelings but nothing i always dreamed of it i went on a couple of those ghost walks with people and I would walk off on my own and try to stand back and it's like, oh, come on. And then they, they have this thing where they play the FM radio backwards and like, listen, you can hear voices. And I'm like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You, you'll hear anything if you're listening for it. That's for sure. Yeah. But I mean, like the Led Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven thing is pretty fucking apparent. And also um, the Eagles Hotel California. There's some pretty fucking crazy shit, questionable shit when you play that shit backwards. There is. There yeah. is. But hand, like, hand, like, hand um, a thousand monkeys, a thousand typewriters, you're going to get a couple words out of one of them. That's <laughs> true. I like your way of thinking. But like when you look, when you look at Secret of Heaven, dude, like you hear like, you fucking hear it plain as day when it goes to... Um, Oh, I've done it. I hear it myself. Yeah. In your head, Don't be alone now. And then you play backwards. It's like, here's to my sweet Satan. <laughs> right? <laughs> that shit used to fucking freak me the fuck out, dude. 
Right, but it, it's so awkward too, though. When you when you listen to it forward, it's like, how could you even make that out of that? Right. <laughs> the head just doesn't grasp. Well, it. they were also involved with fucking Aleister Crowley and shit, who is claimed to be like the beast of you know the the, the great beast, right? Yeah. Like fucking, it's a wild man. It's a wild ride, man. I love all this shit. Like looking into all this shit, it's so fascinating. What? Well, energy exists, so you just look at frequencies themselves. There's good and bad frequencies. Just, oh, just, sure, just with a frequency and one mm-hmm. sound, I can put, I can make your whole day shit and put you in a bad mood. It's, it's, it's amazing what they can do. You're having Absolutely. a hoot, aren't you? <laughs> oh, just a cigarette. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. No, well, I have that nasty habit too. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. But anyway, I love it. But, uh, (laughs) so have you ever seen the movie Trick or Treat from like the 80s? No. So so basically, what happened was like. I watch a lot of horror. Okay, I'm a big horror guy. I was too. But this movie movie fucking scared (laughs) the shit out of me when I was a kid. And basically, what it is is like this fucking uh, rock and roll or metal uh, musician. Uh, ritualistically kills himself while he recorded his last album, right? Oh, in a cool. fire, in a fire, and like a pentagram and all that shit, right? <clears throat> and Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne are in the movie. Really? But, yeah, Gene Simmons is like a DJ at his fucking college, right? <laughs> this kid, this kid goes up and he like gets this record from Gene Simmons, like. Whatever you do, don't play this album backwards on Halloween night, right? <laughs> what happens was he was experimenting with it, and he's like, ah, nothing's happening, right? So he goes to bed, leaves a fucking record on the record player, goes to bed, he's half asleep, and this fucking record just all of a sudden starts playing backwards by itself, right? Yeah. Right? Whatever. You do that pretty good. and then all of a sudden the fucking rock star who killed himself ritualistically comes out of his fucking speakers (laughs) (laughs) and he's like he says to the kid I will avenge anybody who's picking on you right so he pretty much becomes like his evil genie oh cool he unleashes it Onto the people that were bullying him, bullying him in high school and shit, right? But well, like, why that... would they tell him not to play the record backwards? I'd be like, here, buddy, this will solve all your problems. Spin it in I, reverse, I, all right? There's <laughs> Gene Simmons, right? It's fucking, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. You should watch that movie. But oh, I'm gonna now. I mean, when I was a kid, it was because it was like even the fucking like the backwards speak. Everything backwards speaking terrifies me. It's like. In that movie, all I all you hear is like when the record was playing backwards is like, oh shit, oh shit, if you have done one, I think I had a one of those little small records. It was a Superman one when I was a kid. You know what came in the little book and there was the record in the back, and it was like Superman. Yes. It was like Mister Mixel Plexit or something. Oh and yeah, Mix- the Mix- guy Mix- would talk backwards or something. It was right. like, what the? And it was on the record, and it was like you'd spin it backwards, and you'd hear. 
It's like, wow. I am the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Go take your parents' money. (laughs) I was was talking to someone today about... because he was talking about near-death experiences. I was ta- telling you about this earlier. And he was saying that um, he had these crazy dreams where he could fly. And, <clears throat> and I said, yeah, dude. <clears throat> and I said, I had this one fucking really vivid dream where I was being chased by the men in black, quote-unquote, right? Yeah. And I was trying to get away from them, and I got to my car, and I opened the fucking, I tried to open the front and I couldn't get in. And I opened the back seat. And keep in mind, this is a very vivid fucking dream because this is like yeah. over years ago. I still remember it. And so I opened the back door and I see, you know, those um, see and say toys from the 80s? Like when you pull the string that says, a cow says, Moo. Oh, God. I was thinking of that when you were talk, first talking backwards because I would spin it backwards sometimes. Oh, right. <laughs> see? So. Dude, this is you this is gonna blow your fucking mind. So in my dream, I saw this thing and I fucking pulled the string and it said it went like right? It was right? backwards. And it fucking triggered something into my brain and it my eyes started fluttering and it was like the matrix. I was like, I can fly. And I looked back and I could see the fucking men in black coming after me, and I went. Boom! And I went up into the air and fucking escaped them. God, have you have you ever tried mushrooms? I have, yes. Oh, mushrooms God. and acid. Oh, I was up till six thirty this morning because of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did uh, I did four grams last night, and it was the first time I was finally getting visuals. But the I've been a bit stressed out lately, and this was the first time I looked up in the clouds, and all I was seeing were skulls and the Grim Reaper and death everywhere. No shit. And it was just nuts. And I I ate four grams in a hot chocolate. I like to do about three and a half. I like the full nice experience. And looked over at the wife. She's like, what's up? I said, well, I ate some mushrooms, and... Remember we saw that uh, little video the other day where the guy was just walking along and then the camera goes up and there's planets flying by and then it goes, I think I ate too much. I said, I, I'm, I'm at that point. I'm seeing weird shit right now. <laughs> but I, I, I love it because I didn't get scared or anything, but it just shows what your mind is capable of projecting in. Absolutely. And yeah. It, it opens you up a bit. And and after that, like what I find is a lot of the times that, that I'll do them, I, I just love looking at trees. And I'll well, find tree, that the trees yeah, tree. seem to come out at me. Yeah, and because the they colors are, they are vivid. They are, trees are us, man. <laughs> I like well, to say trees are us because they're alive too, right? They grow yeah. just like we do. Well, we have more in tune with trees than than you believe. Like the the mushrooms are, the fungus is everywhere. It's I'm standing on the fungus network that you're standing on right now, and there's not a gap in between you and me. 
under the ground. Dude, I love that, man. It's like the fuck. You know the band Incubus? Oh, God, yeah. Their first album was The Fungus Among Us. Right? Yeah. And And they got way too poppy for me later on, but like their first three albums were amazing. The the first three albums were amazing. Yeah, Incubus was a really good band. The first time I saw them, I think it was was with Corn and Deftones out at the the airport there, whatever. The International. And he had long dreads, and they were opening, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? And you know what? Incubus blew me away that night. Yeah, and I was there to see corn, right? Deftones. Yeah. He was like, fuck. And I was just like, wow, these guys are going to be good. And I think I, discover, I discovered him on, I think they were touring at the end of their first album right there. And it was just phenomenal. Yeah, they're great, man. Uh, my, bu- my buddies dis- uh, discovered corn when they went to see Megadeth. Oh, really? Megadeth. <laughs> corn over <laughs> for fucking Megadeth, dude. I would still love to see Megadeth. That's Me one too. band, one band I haven't seen yet. I've seen a lot of bands, but this this year I finally saw Gojira and Primus, which I wanted to knock off my list. Oh, Primus was amazing. Primus just, is one of my fucking favorite bands of all time, man. And they're right now they're just uh, doing <laughs> that little thing with South Park. Twenty fifth anniversary, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude! Oh my god, what's 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 some of your favorite Primus songs? Oh, you know what? Uh, I just I didn't discover Primus till the Pork Soda album, and I would have to grab say... yourself a can of Pork Soda, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like this, the old stuff, like the DMV, and that. Oh that, my god, that's what that's what I discovered when I discovered Primus. So they hit home a lot that album but oh my god uh i can't stop listening to the new conspiranoia that's great uh, eh? oh after seeing that uh, live in concert oh it's oh, great yeah, i'm hooked <laughs> but they're so like anti-conspiracy theory people they are the, the song think... is but it's also he he pushes it both ways. I don't know where he stands himself. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Especially like if you if you look at him, he he grew up around the friggin' Tool, Rage Against the Machine. They were all buddies back in college, right? Yeah. So he's got to be. They're all conspiracy. They're all like, op- open well, your fucking, third eye, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, he was supposed to be the fucking. A uh, replacement for um, Cliff Burton in Metallica. Oh, that would be because that, him, that... him and Kirk, him and Kirk Hammett were high school buddies. And then when Cliff Burton died, he was like, "You want to join the band?" He's like, "No, I'm doing my own thing," which was way better. Well, it's not yeah. a style either, right? You could tell he wouldn't Dude, have been there happy. Would, there wouldn't be any fucking Primus without Cliff Burton, you know? Yep. It's fucking crazy how that works. Oh, it's awesome. And Pantera's coming back next year. I'm not too happy about it. I might want to go see it. Yeah. So my buddy's going to see uh, Anthrax with um, <laughs> uh, Black Label Society on a Tuesday, pre- like coming up, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be able to see the preview of Pantera. There you go. Right, because Charlie Benante is gonna be the drummer for Pantera, right? Yep. I think it's dude. I I wouldn't mind going just to see Zach and Phil Anselmo. Well, he's he's a singer, so he's gonna sound no different. But I don't know, man. I. Actually, it's funny you say that because when I saw Pantera, they, the Anthrax opened for them and it was Cold Chamber in Toronto. And I don't think they're ever going to be the same with their dime bag. What year was that? 97? You know what? It, yeah, it probably would have been around 97. Oh, there, dude. 97, 98 or something. Big dude, truck. It was, a, it was a fucking <laughs> snowstorm, right? I, you know what? I don't know. Dude, there was fucking. <laughs> That's going dude, back years. <laughs> I was fucking driving. My buddy was driving his shitty fucking K car. Five of us in that car in a, in a fucking blizzard on our way down to Toronto to see Pantera. Oh, man. It was, it was an awesome show. <laughs> I'm just glad I got to see fucking Dimebag before he got killed, man. That's fucking right? tragic. That was just stupid. Just plain stupidity. It's crazy. I don't know if I'm going to be losing my audience on this fucking conversation, but I don't give a shit. Because <laughs> I'm having such a good time. But I'm going to wrap it up right now. Uh, Colin, do you want to uh, plug anything like uh, websites or contacts or anything? Oh, I would love that. If, uh, if anybody's looking to uh, bring their headspace into a... Uh, different plane you can head on over to www.shopnorthoftoronto.ca you can also find us on uh, just type in north of toronto we come up type in your favorite bong into google if we don't come up first keep searching until we do you don't want to go elsewhere <laughs> that's it dude especially if you're in canada but like like dude like i want to get more fucking canadian people on uh, listening to my show because um, my most of my audience are U.S. Hey, there's nothing think, wrong with that though. Even no, there's, even there's if nothing it's U.S. It's, uh, there's nothing it, wrong with that, but it's like I want more Canadians in the house. You know what I'm saying? It it's all the per capita thing. Over 300 million people there and 30 million here, right? <laughs> True, but I think so, a lot of Canadians are still fucking sleeping, man. Oh. Well, you know yourself, the sheep that are out there right now. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's wild, man. They're in I the pasture. Like I feel like I'm just fucking one of the very few fucking lights shining in the darkness up here, man. <laughs> hey, but at least you're above ground. That's it. It's all that matters. six feet under yet. Nope. But until hey, I get there, I'm going to keep plugging this fucking show. There you the go. People, the people that get on here, such as yourself, and promote everybody that gets on here. So, yeah, hey, dude. It's been a fantastic night, brother. For sure, dude. And I'm super blessed to have you on. Um, I will put your links in the show notes and everybody follow Colin from North of Toronto and buy your shit from there. And uh, God bless you so much, man. I love you. And we'll keep in touch. You're the best, brother. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure, man. Have a good one. Take care, everyone. Later. Bye.
baby, do you hear this? What, Nigel? Do you not hear these these fucking people outside right now at almost like one in the morning well it's 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 only like it's coming up to 12 o'clock but it, it might as well be one in the morning you know so what are you getting at you know Davey these these fucking people who who think they're so cool by driving their little shit box they pay so much money to make it sound like it's a muscle car from like the 60s but it's only a little piece of shit car you know what I'm saying yeah dude it's it's insane dude like these people pay so much money to make their car sound like it's fucking run down right exactly exactly Davey and uh you know we try to uh make a podcast you know we try to uh the good uh, audio quality and better, but then you got these fucking like 20 year old, uh, 20 something year olds uh, paying money to soup up their fucking cars so that they sound like they are, you know, they have a bigger dick than they do, you know. It's absolute shit show. I know it is what it is, but you know, you know, hopefully they fucking grow out of it. Maybe it's just a phase, I don't know. But yeah, they sound like they paid money to make their car sound like a piece of shit. Exactly, Davey. And you know, I'm a broken down old fucking uh, goat, you know, and uh, sometimes uh, maybe I sound like a piece of shit. I wouldn't say that, Nigel. You're, you're a big goat, man. Yes, Davey, but uh, I know, you know, I'm getting old, you know, so... Anyway, it is what it is. Uh, Colin, uh, Nigel, and Davey love you very much. And, uh, you know, maybe we should hook up for a beer or a fucking joint or a bong or uh, what have you. And, uh, you know, you are not so far, you know, Colin. So uh, maybe we can uh, hook up sometime and uh, I could uh, could play the pinball, you know, the pinball machine in the North of Toronto shop. Oh, shit. There's cops. Now there's cops. You hear that, baby? Yeah, I think there's cops going uh, going after those uh, racers, maybe. And hopefully they hopefully they catch them, you know? I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, whatever. I hope uh, nobody gets hurt, you know? That's, that's all we're saying. But anyway, Colin, uh, we love you. And... Uh, uh, anybody who loves the show, the Red Pill Cartel, you can go to Patreon.com and the links are in the show notes, and uh, you can uh, give uh, you know your hard-earned, hard-earned money to Davy and I to help support the show, and uh, you know get Davy a laptop and hopefully uh, you know uh, get the audio quality something better and stuff like that so you know we love you cartel and that's that's all that matters so uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode tonight and we love you and good night <laughs>